This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They're buffoons. Mackey and Judd. They are not buffoons. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. We're just watching American flag Bryce Harper jacking baseballs to the moon last night. He was cheating. The whole thing, he was cheating the whole time. His old man was cheating. Okay, people are accusing his dad of throwing pitches while the balls were still in the air. But there's an umpire behind home plate, I'm pretty sure, is telling you when you can throw. Yes, he has an arm in the air when the ball's still in the air, and he drops the arm. That's when you can go. So blame that guy. Well, maybe the arm was still in the air. I mean, make the call, I guess, is what you're saying. I just love how we can turn the home run derby into a controversy. Well, it's, it's what a better, country. better to have it be talked about for any reason than to not have, have it be talked <laughs> no, about. Right? Yes, his dad looks. His dad looks like he's. He well, looks, I guess he's got the Popeye forearms. He's got the shaved head and then the thick Brian Wilson beard. That's a really that beard. How impressive. old is his dad? That's you got, what he's I was color to that beard, out. right? There's no way that's natural color. His Rough dad's a rock. Fifty. I mean, he can't be that old. His dad has not Bryce skipped young, bench though, right? press day in a long time. Shane Harper's swing is going to be ruined for the rest of the year now. Yeah, he might have a low batting average now for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, it it might dip below 217. (laughs) (laughs) He is. like He's hitting like 215. Bryce Harper was born in 92, so he's 25. I bet his dad's my age. This is very, very depressing. How does that make you feel? Just keep going with questions. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Question one, how does it make you feel? Really, Really, really old. Thank you. Question actual number one. We are one week away from rookies reporting to Minnesota Vikings training camp now in Egan. By the way, that means we got to get Chris Long up here. Stat, we got to get going on Mr. Mankato odds. It's being worked on. So he's on vacation this week, but him and Collar are collaborating on Mr. Mankato odds. Okay. For probably sometime early next week. Yes, we'll have to get yep. that done for sure. Yep. Um, anyway, I might be out, but I can I can submit my pick. Remotely. We'll get I'll it Give done. you guys a little, uh, like a video pick or something. Huh? Yes, it'll be done. Anyway, we're a week away from rookies. Uh, and then a uh, week from Friday, it'll be all the veterans reporting and everyone will be at the new place in Egan. I want from you guys, and I know you're sniffing around, searching for a little blood in the water here. I want what is going to be the biggest first storyline you want out of Vikings training camp. What's going to be the most fun to talk about? Something intriguing, something juicy, maybe a little eh, a little wrinkle you weren't expecting. Oh, not expecting? Okay. 
That's different than where, where I well, was. Well, you go however you want. I, I find th- it how you wish. I think the first storyline that we're, that we're gonna, going to talk about a lot is how good Dalvin Cook looks. Because he's that's an expected one. Yeah, yeah, but he tore the ACL, and I think there's still always this expectation that oh my god, he tore it. I mean, guys, guys have that surgery now so so uh, consistently, and it's so successful. I think we're going to get a steady first week of Dalvin Cook looks absolutely fantastic, which is great news because I I believe that that he's going to have a huge year. So Dalvin Cook's my first one. Uh, but that's an ex- that's an expected one, right? Like guy comes back from injury, that's where I was going he was with, a yes. top pick. I'll give you an unexpected one. Yep. Although maybe the writing was on the wall at offseason workouts. Kirk Cousins picks. Kirk Cousins struggling mm. in training camp doesn't mean that he's going to struggle in the regular season, but, but it might. But it could. That's why we're talking about it. I mean, he had that horrific red zone session near the end of... It wasn't like the second to last day of no, it was OTAs the last, it or was something? the last day of the mini camp. Okay. Yeah, it was at the very end, and he and uh, Thielen were having a uh, a pity party at their lockers. Okay. So I, I think something like that where Kirk Cousins, franchise quarterback, he's going to come in here and solidify the position and throws a few interceptions during seven-on-seven drills, and fans are... A little bit nervous and anxious. Fans are going to see it and be, yeah, I like it. Okay. Did you guys see what Aaron Rodgers is doing on Shark Week? There's hmm. the photo. Let's see. That is him. He's swimming with sharks? Is that what's happening? He is swimming with sharks, oh. and not like in a cage swimming with sharks. There's no cage here. He was facing his fears. He told Peter King that he has two big fears in life, heights and sharks. Well, you can find him on Shark Week. His quote is, seriously, I was terrified. I was just thinking about what the expert they brought in told me. He said, there's three sharks in the water, the blue, the white, and the mako. The Mike, the mako, if it's bigger than you, get out. If not, stay in, but keep your eyes on it at all get, times. Get out of what? The water? The water, That's yes. easier said than done. Correct. So just get out of the There's a shark. You, you want to get out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Never turn your <laughs> no, back please. on it. The white... You look at it straight in the eyes the entire time. The only way it's going to come near you is if you're not looking at it. So apparently you have to keep your eyes on the Mako and the white. Oh, and the blue. He's going to come up right to you. When he comes up to you, he's got a long nose. You just Miyagi that. So the blue, he literally oh, that did, sounds reassuring. He literally came up to me. Spoiler alert. I put my hand on his head, pushed him down to the right, nicely, gently, but I was terrified. Honestly, I was blacked out. It just came up to me, and all I was thinking was, oh, my God, it's actually happening. What do I do? Okay, real quick here before you ask your question. Yes. What must the Packers be thinking about this? Okay, our perhaps the greatest, most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL is flirting with shark attacks right now. Because you know he's that got contract some, extension? Because he's bored in the offseason, basically. That yeah. contract extension? Because he lives in Green Bay all year, and he's like, okay, I need to... It's not going to be very big when you only have a left arm to throw with. That's <laughs> right, what the Packers right. are thinking. You don't know that. This or is, one leg. This is what happens. Peg leg. This is the analogy. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers are like the family that shelters their kids too much in high school. And they get to college and it's like, wow, I haven't been outside my <laughs> party. Rodgers is like, I've been in Green Bay for 10 years. Oh, my God. Ocean sharks. <laughs> anyway, this is in the waters outside Thanks, San Max. Diego. And, uh, yeah, you can see the photo on Roger's Instagram. He's face-to-face with a blue shark. Anyway, my question is, is there a great fear either one of you have that you would be willing to face, perhaps if it were for the right price or notoriety, but something that scares the bejesus out of you that you think, you know what, 
I could man up and do that if uh, maybe we were to get a couple, get a couple bucks. Mm. Wow. I feel like these might become verbally binding things that lead to a video series on one of our social media pages. Shooting three-pointers is mine. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Shooting three-pointers, kicking a soccer ball, and hitting a golf ball. I tackled those challenges, so I'm done. (laughs) I wouldn't say you tackled the 27 three-pointers. Well, no, I tried. I tried it. I tried to conquer my fears, and I died. You know what? So I can get a little bit weird sometimes with claustrophobic things. And then if you add like heights, so if I, if I hear I'm, I'm, I'm leading to something here. Sometimes if I, if I'm in a situation where like I like, I'm, I'm good with heights unless I feel like I can't escape it. So I can go to the top of the, the, the Sears tower or whatever it's called, the Willis tower. Mm-hmm. And I know that, okay, I can just go back down the elevator if I don't want to be up here anymore. Um, but or if I'm on a if I'm on a plane and it starts to get turbulent, it makes me a little bit because I can't escape the turbulence, right? So that sort of claustrophobic. So I'm trying to think of an, an example of something. Probably roller coaster, like a really aggressive roller coaster. I can do rides and roller coasters, but really aggressive stuff. I hate rides where you can't just hit the pause button. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm good on this. No, yeah. you're stuck for five minutes. So aggressive rides and roller coasters get you stuck at the top of the uh, wild thing or something like that. That's happened before. At Valley Fair, where I've gotten, where it's, and it happens once in a while, where it'll get stuck. Mm-hmm. And it happened to me one time for like 30 minutes. I would not do well with that. Yeah. That type of stuff. So aggressive. I can do rides and roller coasters, but the aggressive ones where it's up and down and around and halfway through, you might not want to do it anymore, but sorry, mm-hmm. you're stuck. That makes me nervous. Maybe send you to the top of the Willis Tower, like you said. You're in the elevator to get down, and oh, the elevator's broken. And you can't get out. Yeah, and that might be because you know, like it's enclosed and I don't know, it's air conditioned. It's not it wouldn't be too too bad. You said claustrophobia. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Okay, Judd. There's so many. <laughs> and, and there's so many that I won't I, I can't do. I, I mean, I hate rides, which I, I've talked about before on this show. I can't say rides. It's a fear of rides, you just don't find them boring well, or something. I, fi- I find them boring, but some also scare me. A a roller coaster scares me. Like, I don't like being at the top. I hate going up. Um, actually, you know what I'm afraid of and I, that I wouldn't, I would not ride in a helicopter. That scares me. The single propeller thing really scares me. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a jet and an engine blows, that sucks. But guess what? You got engines that are going to back you up. Sure. So, so you're, you're not going to crash probably. You'll be just fine. If your helicopter blade deals spinning around goes out and guess what? There's no backup there. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out on that, um, and I don't. I I used to think that I had a fear of heights because when when we went to when we went to the top of the Empire State Building, I couldn't get to the end without becoming or starting to feel sick. But it's not a fear of heights. Vertigo. I have vertigo. I realized I felt as if I was going to fall off. And there's a huge there's a huge wall there. There's a big wall and then a big fence. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to fall. But Dawn went to the to, to the edge, and she's like, "This is gorgeous. Come out here and look." And I was up against the back wall, <laughs> holding it, holding really? it. And I thought, I thought that at the time it, it was a fear of heights. It wasn't. My equilibrium got all messed up, so I can't go high places because I feel like I'm going to tip over. So I guess that's a fear too because I can't do it. But helicopters scare me. 
I can't I can't bring myself to go up in something that's going to come down if one thing goes drastically wrong. Well, there we go. Maybe we send Judd up in Chopper 5 for his next <laughs> oh, athlete yes. challenge. Yes. I don't want to do that. Come on. You can report <laughs> That's on, not an athlete challenge. You can, report on. On, you can yeah. report on protests. You can Traffic over 35W is a very heavy. No, I can't do it. <laughs> scares me. I think it'd be outstanding. I know Judd. you do, but you find my my being terrified to be funny. Oh. No. And you find my failures to be funny. I No, I supported you, you yesterday. You did on the golf. You did on the golf. I supported you. You did on the golf. Collar ripped me, but you supported me. Collar said I cheated. I didn't cheat. I just had a good caddy. <laughs> he said, he said, I thought that cheated. And that's didn't cheat. I got some help. I needed help. It's part of golf. It's part of the game. It is. It is. Expanded questions when we come back? We can do that. All right. Mackie and Judd. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy? Yeah. Happy. On 1500 ESPN. Are you ready? Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. We are ready. Now back to Mackie and Judd. Ready! Fifteen hundred ESPN. All right, let's uh, expanded questions here. Question three with Dave right. Harrigan. You guys were talking early in the show with Collar about All Star Weekend and the All Star Game tonight. I shouldn't say All Star Weekend; it's midweek, but you're kind of bored with it. Yeah, not really excited about the game tonight. Derby last night did nothing for you. Anybody catch Bill Nye in the celebrity softball game? Uh, Apparently he has quite the swing. Uh, no. No. He said of the five tools, he's got zero tools, but he did get a base hit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a pretty swing. I know the feeling, Dave. It did the job. <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling, zero tool player. <laughs> hey, maybe that's another one. Can Judd hit a slow pitch softball? Maybe we need to go with there <laughs> I think before I could, we do the uh, the 70 mile an hour cage. I think I could at least make decent contact with slow pitch. Fast pitch, I would be completely destroyed. Could you eat a fungo? Could you do fungal like out out of the infield? Like throwing the a ball air? up to yourself yes. and then hitting the oh, ball to somebody. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I, I could, maybe that's part of the maybe we start challenge. There. I, yeah, I anyway. can try it certainly. All right, go ahead. Denspin uh, found a video from 2002. They brought Barry Bonds, Jason Giambi, and Bernie Williams to Japan in a little home run hitting contest. That's hilarious. It's the coolest thing ever, but with a few twists. They had one where the pitcher's behind an L screen. He throws the ball. All of a sudden, a bunch of plumes of smoke come out right in front of him. So the ball's traveling through a literal smoke screen, and then boom, it's right on top of you. You've got another twist where there were two pitchers standing side-by-side on the rubber, one left-handed, one right-handed, and only one of them had an actual baseball, so they both go through the pitching motion, and then you don't know which hand the ball's going to come out of. Good luck hitting it. God. And then there's a third with a pitcher on a giant trampoline. He jumps up like 20 feet in the air and then throws it almost straight down at Barry Bonds. And Bonds actually hit a home run on one of these. That's amazing. Of course he did. <laughs> so there's some ways to improve the All-Star Weekend, I guess. Give me others. How are you going to improve it? How are you going to bring back the excitement that you guys once had for baseball's Midsummer Classic? Well, my number one thing is I'm going to offer a, a ridiculous prize to the, the person that, that wins to get people who should be in the contest back. Because now you've what, got a what, ton of guys who, who decline. Isn't uh, oh the home run derby? Yes. Or the, okay. Okay. So so how about, what, how about, what can uh, you give them? How about home field advantage in the World Series? Uh, <laughs> that's a great idea. I that's love a, it. It's a huge hey, prize. Rob Manfred, how, how about, about this idea? No matter how your team does, you get to play in the World Series. Wow. You just get to join a team. Dude, that actually oh, is genius. Oh, my town team. So you so you, you still wear, wear your jersey 
for a different team, mm-hmm. and that team can bring you aboard like Town Team Baseball has for the state tournament. That's a great idea. So they they can make it more like uh, I love it, like these MTV challenge shows yeah. where if you win it, you win immunity, but you win like other things, or you win. If you find the the pendant in Survivor or something, you get like a day to yourself with food. Spa day! So if you're Bryce Harper, screw the Nationals. I'll play for the Yankees in the yep. World Series now, right? Exactly. Kind of like it. Uh, I start off with a, with a winner-takes-all $2 million prize. That's how I start. Just for the Derby. Yes, just for the Derby. Just for the Derby. Because if I do that, athletes... It wouldn't make it more watchable for fans, though. Athletes are rich, but they're notoriously cheap. But I'm just saying to get back, to get the group of guys that I want, I'm going to offer a winner-takes-all first prize that's going to get these guys to take part. So I don't Bryce have Harper, to try and fill fill this whole thing in. Isn't Bryce Harper the one that you would want? Like, he's the most in exciting Washington, home run But hitter. I'm saying I want I want everybody who who can hit home runs and is, is good at that to take part. How about this one, okay? We can go back and forth on this. Sure. So... Instead of just standard home run derby or, or or a skill, I think there's a skills challenge here. There's some middle ground things that would be fun, particularly this one. We all talk about velocity and home runs. Well, let's connect the two at the highest level. Let's take a jugs machine and just keep progressively cranking it up. Who can hit the fastest pitch fair? Can can a can a major league hitter hit a 120 mile an hour pitch <laughs> out of some sort of pitching machine? Oh my god, I hit him! That's too bad. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, Bryce Harper, he's oh. not out for the season because he's dead. It looks like his hammock bone has been <laughs> blown to smithereens. Blown bl- we can't find it now. We can't fix it because we can't find but it. But would that if if I told you, hey, tonight they've got a pitching machine and it can get up to 150 miles an hour, it can get up to 200 miles an hour. I mean, it's a bullet. And there's going to be hitters who step in, and, and they're going to see who can hit a 120-mile-an-hour pitch. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? Unless That'd be jammed. interesting. That'd be interesting the first time, yeah. Or how about that? Okay, okay. Who, who can take? Who can get hit by a pitch the fastest without flinching? <laughs> Stand at home play? <laughs> I, I just would like to see it get back to where, where the, the people who should take part do, and I don't blame them for not doing it now. But I feel like every big power hitter in the history of baseball in the last 25 years has taken part. But the then they bow out. I want them in every year. I I want the top guys in. If if I'm going to continue down this path, I want my top guys in every year. Because this has now become like the slam dunk contest, which is more and more. They're like, I don't think I'll take part. So if you offer a big enough prize, I think guys' egos would get back into it, and they would actually do it. Japan was onto something, though. But I love this idea. The trampoline, go up in the air. What else could you do like that? So, like, the smoke thing is great. I, I love that. So it comes out of smoke. But what could you do now in in the All-Star Home Run Derby to to replicate I, that idea? I think you could replace bats with other objects. So can you hit a home run with a tennis racket? Can you hit a home run with a tree trunk or, like, whatever? <laughs> like, are there things you could just replace normal <laughs> <tree> objects? trunk. <laughs> oh, he swung too hard. Give it a, looks, oh, man. Give he's, a guy he's part of a telephone pole and see if he can... <laughs> You could swing it for a home run. Do something to make guys look foolish. We've seen like Jenny Finch yep. throw, you know, yes. fast pitch softball against guys, you know, great hitters, and they completely swing and miss, can't even come close to it. Yep. You know, get a great softball player to throw, see if they can hit. Get some guy who's like the Cy Young of wiffle ball. Oh, who can yes. throw a That's ten a good... foot breaker. Give these guys the plastic yellow bat. See who can make contact. Well, sort of see cool. if anybody can mash. Yes, that would be great. Like you, you could even have that just. 
that could just be part of the um, celebrity game or something. Get rid of that dumb celebrity game and just oh, have God, yeah. have everyone Those skills competition of sorts. And if a guy got hit in the face with a wiffle ball, it wouldn't do damage. You'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying when we played, have you ever played Judd in the big whiff? When we used to do the big no, whiff I did not play. Nope. nope. I mean, there were kids. Some of these 12, 13 year old kids would throw pitches that would break nine feet. It was amazing. Yeah, I watching watching Manny Machado try to take one of those kids' yard would be great. Just get the best twelve year old wiffle ball pitchers to go against big leaguers and see and if they against, could strike them out. Yeah, I, I don't know why this didn't come to fruition, but Ichiro wanted to hit in the home run derby. Forty five year old, they wouldn't let retired him. Ichiro. But I, like, why not who baseball? Knows? Because it's that baseball. That would have been hilarious. It's Forty-five-year-old decrepit Ichiro hitting bombs. This is why I told you you need. I really believe that you need to get rid of the old fogies in in the front office of that league and replace them with people that that look at this and say that's an awesome yeah. idea, Ichiro. This is great because like, it it just it makes no sense. They they crack down on fun, and it boggles my mind to why. Well, like here's so. Reese Hoskins is a really good power hitting first baseman for the Phillies slash outfielder. And he's going to have a bright future and he's already, he's going to hit 30 home runs this year. Nobody knows who Reese Hoskins is. Exactly. Who cares? Why does Reese Hoskins or that first baseman for the Brewers? Uh, exactly. Yeah, he's- and he's going to hit 40. But who cares? No one knows who he is. Ichiro would be fun. Yes. Madison Bumgarner wanted to do it one year, a couple of years ago. A pitcher's one. Oh, we can't put a pitcher in the home run derby. Why not? You totally can. You put big men in the dribbling skills competition in the NBA. Carl Anthony in Towns fact, won it one year. In fact, do, do a derby with only pitchers. Just get your get the guys who who can participate or want to, and do that. Like baseball, baseball has so many possibilities for just sort of fun, relaxed. Stuff and every time they shoot them down and say we our game's too serious. No, it's not that serious. It's baseball. Yeah. Oh, I think we came up with some pretty good ideas there. It's pretty good. Um, let's come back and get to a rumor that just popped up at the All Star Game about a trade that might go down, leading to a Twins trade that might follow it. We'll get to that when we come back here. TCL TVs. Uh, America's fastest growing TV brand. That's the TV that we rely on here in the studio. Whenever we watch, whether it's Bryce Harper hitting jacks from last night or uh, for watching, um, what's the show? This uh, Get Up that we're watching here on ESPN. Everything we watch is on a TCL TV in the studio. And you can find out more about TCL TVs at TCLUSA.com or at any major local retailer. The built in Roku device is, is the, for me, the most key component here because it gives you access with a very easy homepage menu, not only to all your cable channels and satellite channels, whatever you subscribe to, but it gives you access to thousands of streaming channels, 4,000 plus to be exact, and 450,000 plus movies and TV show episodes. It's, uh, it's brilliant for sports viewing or for just you know anything, movies, documentaries. Again, TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Again, this is where perception and facts are going to meet in the middle here. You're going to be perception. I'm going to be facts. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, I'm trying to find this John Heyman report here, but basically Manny Machado's going to the Dodgers, right? Yes. That's what, so multiple, credible, Bob Nightingale, it's all over the place that he's going to be traded. And he's going to be traded before the game start again this weekend. That's that's the word, correct? And uh, and yes, the, so the Dodgers were in the mix, and they're going to, it sounds like they're going to land him. 
and one of their top prospects. In fact, uh, he's a 20, 21-year-old outfielder from Cuba who's at A right now. Diaz, can't remember his first name, but anyways, he's one of their top position player prospects. He's at A, and he's the centerpiece for this thing. I don't know what the other pieces are going to be. Mm-hmm. But this is important for the Twins because the Brewers were in on Machado. There were other teams. There was a handful of teams in on Machado. The Phillies were in on Machado. And you'd have to think that any team that was in on Machado would maybe turn their attention to second, third options, which the Twins have a couple of them, right? Eduardo Escobar isn't nearly as good as Manny Machado, but is having a career season and can play any of the positions that Machado would play for you, shortstop or third base. Mm -hmm. Brian Dozier, probably more of a second baseman. I guess you could get creative and put him at third base. But I got to think if you're Thad Levine, Derek Falvey, you're about to get phone calls or pick up conversations with the losers of the Manny Machado sweepstakes, right? So Brewers, Absolutely. maybe Phillies for Eduardo Phil- Escobar? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Uh, Dozier to the Brewers now, to me, seems seems very probable and very soon. It's, it seems inevitable, yes. Yes, and it seems like something that could happen, if not this week, then next. Because I don't think, I think once the Machado deal is done, if you're, if you're the Brewers, you're going to move quickly. And keep in mind, too, the Brewers were, were swept by the Pirates in a doubleheader on Saturday and lost yeah. again on Sunday. So if you're the Brewers, you're not going to sit there for a long time and say, oh, we lost out of Machado, that's too bad, but you're going to say, we need to make a move. Yes. Uh, and, and then this is where dealing with National League teams, like in the American League, the, the teams currently in the playoffs aren't going anywhere. It's five, it's five teams, basically. I mean, you could make a case that Oakland or or the Angels has a run in them, but in the National League, there's about... I don't know, nine or ten teams that could make a case for playoff contention or like wild card contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Dodgers are in a fight to win the division in the in the National League West. So e- even the Brewers, they're sitting there. They've had a great first half of the season, but they slipped they slipped down a peg or two, and they have to contend with the Cubs. Obviously, the Cardinals just fired their manager, but the Cardinals are a formidable team. So if you're the Brewers or the Phillies or any other National League team. I think you're much more likely to overpay for a rent a player than, American than an American League team. I agree completely. Because yep. if you're if you're the Yankees or the Red Sox, and I know that those two teams are, like, you'd rather not play in that one game coin flip, so there's incentive to win your division. Yep. Uh, but there's no risk of missing the playoffs. And the Red Sox don't have a lot to give too, because the because the, the Sox made a couple of trades and they made the blockbuster with the White Sox last year. Yeah. So I think prospect wise, I think the Red Sox are depleted. So yeah, I think that if you are if you're the Twins, you're probably primarily talking at this point to the, the Brewers about Dozier and Escobar to uh, Philadelphia if they're trying to get some help there. Make does make some sense. Yeah, and so Philadelphia, much to the to the shock of anyone who follows baseball going into the year because they've been so bad the last couple of years, uh, but they're only a half game up on Atlanta, another surprise team in the National League East. In Washington, the sky is falling, right? And Bryce Harper's only hitting 215, yada, yada. Well, they're only five games back in their own division. The Phillies are a great story, too. Mm-hmm. Gabe Kapler, after week one, was about to be fired by, by those fans. The, he made, what, what did he do in the opener? He pulled his pitcher really quickly or something, and the fan, fans went ballistic. He sat one of their best hitters in the opener. And he, That's right. He sat the center fielder. He, That's what he did. He pulled a cruising pitcher after like five innings or six innings. And that was a couple like days 65 in. pitches or something. Yeah, he's done great. Um, and, they, and their bullpen blew a bunch of games, and they were kind of on the ropes early on. But anytime something different comes in, and Gabe Kapler's very different. He's been on this show a couple times. He was one of our guests during the All-Star Week and stuff. Like He's been 
He's been very media friendly. But just back to the Dozier front, I think you can get a National League team to overpay. Because think about these conversations, right? You're talking to Milwaukee right now. Like, if you're talking to any American League team, they're going to say, wow, we're pretty comfortable. Like, we're in the playoffs. But if you're talking to Milwaukee, you say, you guys have lost six games in a row. You're now two and a half games behind the Cubs. If you want to win the division, you need some reinforcements. If you want to change your momentum, you need some reinforcements. If you want to make the playoffs, let alone win your division, you might need some reinforcements. If you're talking to the Phillies, all right, you're in the in the division lead right now, but only by a half game, and it's tied in the loss column, and you know Washington's going to make a run. So you have no guarantees you're going to hang on to your division or even make the playoffs. You need some reinforcements. Like I think there's going to be a National League team that steps up and gives you more than you normally would get just based on their playoff landscape. So this is a good spot for the Twins to be in So right the now. Twins are trying to get what? Pitching? Is my guess. Well, they don't really need outfield. Let's let's go backwards. They don't really need outfielders, right? Yep. You'd always take a shortstop because they're valuable, but they've got Royce Lewis, they've got Nick Gordon, who's probably more of a second baseman, and Jorge Polanco. Mm-hmm. Um, you would never turn down. I don't think you'd ever turn down a center fielder or a shortstop, but they're not positions of drastic need right now. And the now. corners you're not trying to get help at in, in a trade like this. I think it would be. I think that their top two options. Prospect-wise, would be pitching, which is going to be a staple of how this team is going to be run for years to come with Falvey. And here's the other position, catcher. Yeah, they don't really... This organization has not had catching depth in a long, long, yeah. long time. They've spent a couple high draft picks. They spent a second-round pick on one but this year. But you could get but... more. For sure. So I wouldn't be surprised if, they're, if their top two priorities, if they're going to move players now, are pitching and catching. Okay, this is. Uh, let me give you a few names here, and these aren't going to be household names, but just just digging around here, just names to maybe keep in your mind as the week progresses. The Brewers. So most of the Brewers' top prospects, if you look at their top ten or fifteen prospects, according to uh, Baseball America or MLB.com, has their pipeline prospect series. So they have a lot of outfielder prospects. Which again, I mean, the, the Twins have Rosario in his prime, Buxton. They still have faith in Kepler's young. They just, they just drafted Trevor Larnick in the first round. Alex Kirilov was a first-round pick a couple of years. Like, right, Jake they, Cave is 24. They've got so many outfielders. Right. So I I don't think you'd turn down a really good player, but they've got a few pitchers that are interesting. I don't think you're going to get one of their top three prospects. Let's take those pitchers off the board. But the Brewers have three other guys that are kind of interesting. Uh, right-hander named Luis Ortiz, who's at AA right now. He was their first-round pick in 2014 mm-hmm. out of high school. He's 22 years old. And then they have another guy who's 21 years old in double A. Some control issues, but big-time strikeout numbers. He's a right-hander named Marcos Diplan. I think you're going to be someone like that, who's like not a top-three organizational prospect, double A, might have a chance to contribute next year. Um, and then there's another guy who's their 13th-rated prospect on MLB.com's website who just looks like Jeff Samarja. So if you're just looking for a prospect Long hair. who looks like a good pitcher, play football maybe. Uh, Cody Ponce was a was a uh, yeah he's a first round pick or something so whatever. If you are the Twins, you want two of those guys, correct? Mm-hmm. You want you want the top. So if if you're yeah. not going to get a top three prospect, you want prospect five mm-hmm. and prospect let's say thirteen. Another angle you could go for, and this is this is the Phillies. And if so, if the Phillies were in on Machado and they're going to whiff on him, would they also be in on Eduardo Escobar? So there was a first-round pick a few years ago, middle of the first round, named J.P. Crawford. I don't know if that name rings a bell. J.P. Crawford. Okay. He's it doesn't. Tw- no. he's, he's 23 years old, and he's a classic case of he rose through the minor leagues in about three years. 
and he was on all these top prospect lists. Like Baseball America had him as like a top 15 overall prospect a couple years ago. In fact, Baseball Prospectus had him going into 2016 and 17 as the fourth-rated prospect both years in all of baseball. Right right by Byron Buxton, maybe. Yep, shortstop, infielder, shortstop, second base, third base. All right. But the last couple years, he's ran into injury issues. Could you buy low on a guy like that? So he's their version of Byron Buxton, sort of. He's not the same tool set, but a guy who came up 21-22. This is going to be the savior. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, he only hit 214 in his first year. He was hitting about 200 with some injuries this year, and they might be souring on him. Yep. Could you buy low on a guy like that who two years ago was the fourth overall prospect? I'd do it in if baseball? I could. I'd, ch- so I'd check it out. That's a great way to. So, Dozier, try. Dozier, you're gone. We're going to buy low on a guy like this. I love that. And idea. Escobar, too. I, if you don't, don't trade him, I think it's absolutely crazy because in his case, if you like him a lot and want him back, I think he'll come back. Yeah. So I don't think this would be a deal where you trade you trade him and, and he's gone. So if you could turn Escobar into a prospect, even a, a take a chance on a prospect, he comes back. It's a win win. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a no brainer for all sure. the time? Right? Well, trade him for if, sure. If you trade him, he's a free agent. Yeah, Just and he likes it here. Resign him if he wants it. And if you do it amicably and you tell him, listen, we're gonna we definitely want you back, or we want to at least talk about it. But we're gonna give you a all chance right. to win a World Series, and we're gonna make our team I'll better. So that if you side. resign, the team is better. The flip side to, to this would, would be if, if you if you wanted Dozier back and you traded him, I don't think he comes back. I think his feelings get hurt, but I don't care. Yeah, so his that's feelings fine. are already hurt. But I mean, right? he's already you know yeah he he feels he he feels slighted by you at this point. So if you really like Dozier and you said, well, we we haven't negotiated with him and, and we might have tactically screwed this up, you don't trade him. In this case, I don't care about him. Escobar, I think, comes back. So it's fine. And my guess is neither one of them actually come back because you're going to be talking about... I think you're right and that Escobar is the one that would most likely come back, but if he starts to get offers, you know, three, four-year offers, I don't know if... The, I, forget about like how much money he would make. I think the Twins have shown in the last couple of years they're just not really interested in locking into long-term deals with guys who are 30 years old. I'm fine with that, too. I mean, they Logan Morrison, one-year contract with an option, right? Uh, Thank the good Lord, yes. Yeah. So Lance Lynn, I'm sure they had a chance. If they wanted earlier, they could have offered him a two- or three-year deal, and they would have gotten him two months before they did. And they said, well, we're not, we're not going to pay you. You're 30 years old. Right. So if it comes down to it, even if it's not that much money per year, I don't think they'd want to lock into a multi-year deal beyond like two years with Escobar because of his age. It would also be nice to open up two or three months, <clears throat> excuse me, of Nick Gordon for this year. Wouldn't you want to see Nick Gordon for a while just to see? Yeah, you'd like okay, to. Like, can he feel the ground ball? And there's no downside to that, too. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, I think I think within the next two weeks, you trade, you make at least three to four trades, right? In the next two weeks, you move Dozier. Rodney's gone. You move Escobar. You move Rodney. Lynn goes. He's a throw-in. Some, someone... You're not going to we'll take him. Bit, yeah. The one that the one that I've grown really intrigued by, and that that we've t- talked about quite a bit in the past two weeks, Gibson, because that is the one where if you don't believe that this is him, if you believe that that he, he's going to to regress to a certain degree, it would be very interesting to take him to market, and I think I think you'd get a pretty good package back for him. Yeah, this is where okay, the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. It's such a perfect trade partner. It just is. It's an easy drive. You know, you don't even have to fly. Just hop in a nice luxury lift. Doge, you want to? Be great. Take a nap. We'll drive you, Doge. So their pitching staff 
is not what you would consider a go deep in the playoffs pitching staff. It's just not. They they do have a couple promising young pitchers who've had some success. But I think, and maybe there's a Brewers fan that can correct me if I'm wrong, I think their number one starter going into a playoff series right now would be like Chase Anderson or Eulis Chassin. All right. They don't really have, and not that Kyle Gibson would all of a sudden go up against Clayton Kershaw in a playoff series or But he could factor Max into your rotation Scherzer, right? in a playoff. Yes. Yeah, they just, they've got one of the more lights out middle relievers that we've ever seen in Josh Hader, but... As far as starting pitching goes, guys who can go five, six innings, um, maybe this Freddie Peralta who's come up and he's made a handful of starts. But they, I would think that if you went to the Brewers and said, okay, take your pick of an infielder, Eduardo Escobar or Brian Dozier mm-hmm. and Kyle Gibson, and we get three of your best prospects. Like you, you get, you, you tier it. We get one of your top five prospects and then we get two other guys in the top 15 or something. I would pull the trigger on that. And I would think the Brewers would be interested too. You know, how how often are you gonna that's a tough division. The Cubs and St. Louis, those are those are good franchises. How often are you gonna have chances to make a push for it when you're in first place or flirting with it? That's the thing. Halfway through the season. So uh let's take a call on this quick. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Hey Dan. Hey guys. What's up, dude? Um, hey man, uh yesterday my buddy this is actually a twins topic, but it just made me think. Yesterday my buddy was delusionally telling me that we should trade Jimmy Butler for Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Just, it was something just completely. <laughs> well, I'm sure Boston would Boston. sign right up for that, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but, and, and I'm definitely not saying that you guys are anywhere near that ridiculous in this trade talk. I just don't think Kyle Gibson, I'm completely on board trading Dozier, Escobar, Lynn, any impending free agent for anything. And I don't expect to get much, but something is better than nothing. But I think Gibson's finally gotten to a point where, he can be deemed a, a solid starter. I don't think he has any return, though, whatsoever. Really? I mean, I don't think you're. Oh yeah, I don't think you're going to get anything but hmm. a single or a double A prospect. I don't. I, I just think that's wishful thinking. You know, well, I agree. I, record. He's no, a little older. So. I agree with him. If you're just trading Kyle Gibson, well, he there's value in that you get two years of him and you get two playoff runs. But I think your your power here is if you were to package. A really good, solid mid-rotation starter and a really good, solid infielder that a team gets to push forward with. I mean, that's how you could jack up the value. Sure, yeah, and 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 I don't completely. Uh, I think there's some teams that would do that. I just think, especially Milwaukee, mid-market teams. I mean, baseball has come so far into the tanking slash preserve your prospects. I, I think I think Kyle Gibson's going to get you like a. I mean, maybe something a little better than a Diedrich Ends did last year for Garcia, but he ain't going to get you like a. A, a top ten prospect, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely kick the tires. I just don't think exactly. You know, the twin. If the twins yes. are constantly any guy that has any semblance of value, just going to trade him and keep getting, you know, A or B level prospects that are just kind of a crapshoot. Then I mean, at some point, you hold on to some of these guys, you know. Yeah, so. for sure. Thanks, Dan, Dan. Thanks, man. We appreciate when Dan calls in. Um, and you know, we, let's take a break here because we're up against the clock. I think there's a difference and there's, here, and there's free food in the hallway that we have. It's to get almost to gone. Encourage. It's almost gone. It is. I'm not kidding you. It's. Did you there see have it? been people oh. running past you, be, behind you, well, that you fair. can't see. They are oh. sprinting to get free food. Did Max get food? Max, why didn't you go? I told you to go in there. Max, 
Idiot. Max, what are you doing? <laughs> you're supposed Honest to grab to a pizza and Max, just you bring one, it back. You have one job, Max. I said throw your body on the food. I, what are you doing? I went back there. It was it was an absolute mess. People were... <laughs> it was it was a war scene back there. I didn't even want to deal with it. Plus, Max is on the keto diet, so... Yeah, that. well, that too. Yeah. Work on my his, figure. Because his girlfriend put him on it. <laughs> wow. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. And we're out. On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. You've been ratted out, boys. On 1500 ESPN. Get your tickets now for X Games Minneapolis. The X Games returns to U.S. Bank Stadium July 19th through the 22nd. That would mean that would mean it starts on Thursday. Features four day of the world's best action sports, music, and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet competing for medals and prize money, musical performances. By Cascade, Brother Ali, Ice Cube, and Zed, and X-Fest, and the X-Fest Interactive Village. Tickets start at just $20. More details at 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. Thank you, Dave. A couple minutes left here. Let's, uh, we're, we're recklessly speculating on Twins trade rumors here. Let's take another call from Steven. You're on the show. How's it going, guys? I've been listening a long time. You guys love the show. Thanks, Thanks man. Steven. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, so I want to bring up a point you brought up a couple months ago, you know, about... Uh, so first off, I trade. I've been wanting to trade Bozier for two years now. Trade him, trade Rodney. I'm all for Lynn too. But um, you know, I kind of like the idea you guys brought a couple months ago. Maybe clearing enough cap, maybe to run at a couple of guys next year. They might do that. And a couple of big guys. You know, next year the cap being so low next year on their book. What do you think? Well, thank you, Stephen. I'm on the record saying, yeah, there's no cap, it means like that there's, sal- there's yeah. salary coming away because Maurer's come off the They'll books. have a lot of room, yes. I'm on the record saying I would give a 25-year-old Manny Machado a 10-year contract. I would give him a 10-year contract. Now, does he want $30 million a year? For, like, I, I would honestly give him 250 to $275 million over 10 years without blinking. And if then, you if he were 30, I wouldn't so, say that. But so I, he'd I would come here and play shortstop for you. You'd move Third Royce base. Lewis. You play third base. He cl- he claims he's a shortstop. No, he okay. claims he he no longer wants to play third base. Well, I think if he were so if you sign a him to a con- contract, if you could- sign him to a contract, I think he'd probably say that's fine. But at least to start the ten year contract, I'm your shortstop. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't move Royce Lewis too. I feel like he could have his arm. Hey, what do you think on Gibson? Do you do you think he's turned the corner now and it's going to stay th- this way? Or do you think we're seeing mm-hmm. we're seeing a nice season f- from him, and he certainly can miss bats now, which is fantastic for now. But because of this, his his potential value on the market should be maximized, and he should be traded because there's going to be regression here. No, I think this is who he is now. I, I think he's always had this potential, and now they've found some different ways to tweak his pitch repertoire and the way he attacks hitters. And his strikeout numbers are not a lie. You know, I know that everyone's strikeout numbers are going up, but his have gone up a lot higher than even the league's average rate has gone up. I mean, this is a guy who was much closer to a Nick Blackburn pitch-to-contact pitcher as recently as a year and a half ago, and now he's striking out a batter per inning. He's got the highest strikeout rate yeah, no, he's right good. there with Jose Barrios yep. on the team. Yep. So I don't think that goes away. Do I think that he is is he a number one or number two starter on a team that has aspirations of winning the World Series? No. Do I think you could get away with him as your number three starter for the next two or three years? Yes, I do. I, I've turned the corner on him. And it's not that the anti-Gibson people were wrong. 
It's that he's a different pitcher now than he's ever been in his career. So how strong he deserves credit? How strong would, would your temptation be to trade him? Probably pretty strong because I don't I don't know if I'm in the business of locking <laughs> him up for like a three year like deal. To trade him. Yeah, I, it can be both. It all can right. be like this is who he is, and I would also trade him. So all right, all right, we'll uh, we'll come back tomorrow. See you guys.